Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. UN officials say the war in Ukraine has caused devastating harm to children. More than 500 kids have died or been injured. Millions more are living in cities threatened by the Russian army or they've been forced to flee. NPR's Brian Mann has been talking to young people near the front lines in southern Ukraine. It's mid-morning in Mykolaiv, a city on the Black Sea. Anya Voychuk has come with her son Artur to fill jugs of water. The main water system here was knocked out three weeks ago when Russian soldiers pushed to the outskirts of the city. I ask Anya if I can talk to her boy about how this war looks through his eyes. Sure, you can ask him, Anya says. She tells me Artur, who's 11, has been really scared, trembling because of explosions caused by the Russian missiles that land here almost every day. Yeah, it is scary, Artur says. The ceiling in our apartment fell down. He's a small boy wearing a green puppy coat, his hair neatly combed. School's been canceled because of the fighting, Artur says, so he plays with his toys to pass the time. A lot of people have left Mykolaiv, but officials say roughly 200,000 civilians, many of them children or teens, are still here. Maria is a high school student. She says when the war started, it was really frightening at first. But people can get used to anything, she says. She's angry at Vladimir Putin and still worries sometimes that the Russians will fight their way into Mykolaiv. We are afraid of what might happen, Maria says, especially when we think of Bucha and Mariupol. We're heartbroken, and sometimes I can't control my tears. Every day, air raid sirens sound in Mykolaiv. Arkady Dabagan, who heads the Red Cross here, says anxiety and fear are taking a toll on young people. Children and teenagers here are really stressed. It's obvious, Dabagan says. This war is horrible for them. The Red Cross created special programs in Mykolaiv, including a separate shelter for kids, a relatively safe place where they can play, where there are also therapists to provide counseling. We know sooner or later this war will stop, he says. We don't want these young people to suffer long-term mental trauma, so we're trying to help. Some young people are able to leave these cities close to the front lines, but that can be dangerous too. The United Nations has warned that young Ukrainians, especially women and girls, are being actively targeted by organized crime groups after they leave home. The war is the perfect background for the human trafficking. Julia Sachenko heads the Ukraine office of an aid group called A21 that's working to protect young women here and in other countries. Sachenko says after Russia first invaded the Donbas region and Crimea in 2014, many Ukrainian girls wound up abused by sex traffickers after they fled to what they hoped would be safety. Those were 
terrible cases and it was very difficult to assist those people because they have suffered through through the nightmare uh, hell in their lives i meet two young women high school students age 17 and 15 in a bomb shelter under the train station in odessa a city close to mikolaev there's been a missile alert and they're waiting for the threat to pass before boarding the next evacuation train a building been bombed uh, in a kilometer uh, from our home So (laughs) we decided to leave. That's Nika, a small woman surrounded by suitcases. She tells me they hope to cross the border into Poland. Are you traveling with your parents? We are traveling alone because my mother has a job here, so she can't leave. leave. That's really scary. (laughs) It is. I asked Nika about the UN's warning about sex traffickers, and she says she understands the risks they're taking. I read a lot about it because I'm a feminist, so I know a lot about it. And I'm worried about it, too, about all the women that are in danger now. But she says there are no good answers during this war, whether they stay or go. We are in danger there, too. I don't know how to deal with that. Just just to be careful. (laughs) Every young person I speak to says they believe Ukraine will win this war. But no one thinks victory or peace or safety will come anytime soon. Brian Mann, NPR News, Southern Ukraine. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com NPR. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR.